right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the Nefesh Podcast. I believe this is episode 29. It's so great to uh, have you all in the new year. And I'm really excited to be up here in Chico, California with Dawn and Lisa Spencer. Now, this is take two uh, because we did a really great one a few months ago. And uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I thought we were going to pretend that didn't happen. The audio didn't quite work, and they graciously allowed me to come up again, and Don has even uh, offered to take me out fishing, although I don't know what that means. Does that take me out by fishing, like leave me in the water, or uh, is that that punishment? uh, We're fishing, not necessarily catching this time of year. Uh, But so thrilled to have uh, have them talking with us, and we've known each other for so many years. Our... Families have known each other for so many years and be a part, been a part of each other's lives, the good, the bad, and yeah. everything in between. Um, and there's a lot we could talk about. I mean, you're even coming to Christ, your stories mm. are, are just incredible, your life experiences. But I want to focus on one day in particular, November 8th, 2018, and the events leading up to that and maybe the aftermath of that. So let's dive right in who wants okay. to who wants to take us away on that one um maybe i'll start sure um because it, it kind of naturally flows that way um so november 8th my typical routine was to get the boys off to school they went to school in chico caleb was driving at that time so they were already um, on their way down the hill to school i quickly changed into my exercise clothes <clears throat> and was meeting a friend at the gym. And before I left the house, she texted and said, hey, I heard there's a fire in Polga. It's quite a distance away. Just wanted to check in with you. So I texted Don, said, what do you think? He said, he looked it up real fast. Um, at least that's how I recall it. And said, you should be fine. Just maybe wake up uh, my dad, who we refer to as Pappy, if that's <laughs> what I call him in this um, podcast going forward. Uh, Pappy is Don's father and he was living with us at the time. So wake Pappy up and let him know um, that there, you know, might be an evacuation situation, but you should be fine. So I woke him up, went and changed into my exercise clothes, headed out the door, and when I got to our front driveway, I was, I stopped because I heard a strange sound. It almost sounded like it was raining. I heard, um like things falling on leaves like you do if it was raining. And I looked around, it obviously wasn't raining, um, but I noticed that when I looked down at the ground that there was ash and things like that falling. And I thought, okay, that's, (laughs) we've had evacuation warnings before, but that's obviously not something we've experienced. So living here up here in Northern California, you guys have been living up here almost, is it 30 years? Almost 30 years? 28, yeah. Pretty close. And so this and a area. few years before that. I was up here a few years before that. That's before true. We got that, yeah, so about 30 for you. Huh? And so this area is typically, um, even though it gets more rain than Southern California, it's also, there's a lot more brush and, mm-hmm. and just opportunities for various things like fires. Yeah. And so you've you've been up here for a while. This is not, a, you know, evacuation warnings. Have you ever had to evacuate before? We got really close a couple of times, but okay. never had to evacuate. We've had warnings, yeah. We've had people come and stay at our house or in other parts of the town. And, you know, there's yeah. there's been situations like that where, you know, different areas will be evacuated depending on how close they are to the danger, which way the winds are blowing, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, it's very mountainous and very steep. And, 
you know, our driveway, we lived on five acres, and it was so steep that some people would struggle walking up it. Wow. You know, driveway was like a tenth of a mile of switchbacks to get up to the top. And so that, that tells you how steep the land is and the terrain. So, so fire in a situation like that is very difficult to control. Especially when we get into the, the fall, all throughout California, it feels like. Mm -hmm. When you get into the fall, summer and fall, you get just, it's dry, right. a lot of heat, and that that's the fire season, yeah. unfortunately. And we were, I remember that year, we were almost through it. Yeah, it was pretty late in the season. Yeah. yeah. I should say, too, we're recording in Chico, but the town we lived in was Paradise. Right. So we're in the valley here, but, I mean, just 30 minutes up the hill is this beautiful little um, mountain town um, called Paradise where we lived. So, so yeah, uh, I heard that sound. um obviously was concerned and then larger chunks started to fall mm -hmm. and I took a picture I actually just looked at it this morning to kind of refresh my memory memory there was a chunk of wood partially on fire about as big as my thumb oh my gosh that fell on the deck in front of me and I thought okay this is a little <laughs> this is a little concerning yeah so I called Don back and uh he said yeah go wake up my my dad um I'm gonna try to get up the hill as fast as we can we sounds like we're going to need to evacuate. Things just moved so quickly. So you, Don, you you guys own your own um, auto rep right. repair shop in Chico. Mm -hmm. uh, Spencer. Spencer Automotive. Automotive. Chico. I was about to say Spencer Auto. Hmm. But did I? I said well, it wrong one time, and I can't remember what Spencer it was. Spencer Auto's just oh, the forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. One Close time. enough. Spencer Automotive. And so you were down there, had already gone there right. at, at, at the shop. Yeah. And then when Lisa's saying, hey, there's big chunks of things falling, mm -hmm. you then had to leave from Chico and go back up, mm -hmm. and you're there at the house. With Pappy. With Pappy, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm glad the boys were down the hill already. That was, you know, three less things to worry about. Yeah. Um, so he came up the hill as quickly as he could, uh, and I'll let him uh, tell that part. Um, but I just remember going in to wake Don's dad up again, saying, hey, he's on his way up the hill. We're going to need to evacuate get dressed, gather a few things that are important to you, and be ready to go. And then I just ran around like a chicken with my head cut off. We we had little to no cell reception, so I'm trying to find out, like, mm. what zone do we live in in Paradise? Because they're texting us, like, this this zone evacuates, this right. zone evacuates. Friends are texting. It's, it just really quickly became chaos. Wow. Um, also, what happened really quickly is it went from full daylight hours to absolute pitch black. Wow. I mean, so quickly, uh, I couldn't even believe it. I looked at my phone. I think I took a picture at 9.08 a.m., and it was absolutely black with this eerie red glow wow. in the direction of the fire through the trees. Oh I, I couldn't gosh. see flames, but I could see this very distinct eerie I, I had to put turn my headlights on Did you to drive down driving? the driveway. Oh, yeah, when I drove to go in, down the driveway. Yeah, to, yeah. it was that dark. It's, it's, it's like, you, you know, a normal night has... The moon or some yeah. ambient light yeah. or some stars or neighbors' uh, porch lights or whatever. But it was, was I had to turn my headlights on to be able to see the edges of the driveway. Wow. That's yeah. how dark it was. And, and it was, that's like 9 a.m. It was Pitch bright dark. out. Yeah. So for you at that moment, what are you feeling? Um, you know, definitely some concern and some panic, especially because it's so black. Um, and, you know, evacuation warnings on our phone blowing up, friends texting and calling. But also not, not really fully believing that 
you know, anything bad could happen because mm-hmm. this has happened so many times. Even when we lived in Chico, yeah. Paradise was evacuated so many times. Was it really? Oh, yeah, over and over. I mean, we lived here for, you know, 28, 30 yeah. years, so over and over again. Um, it's just there was always mm-hmm. risk of, of fire. So part of me realizing this is a concern and the other part thinking, oh, this, you know, we're going to pack up some stuff, go to Chico for the night, and probably be back tomorrow. So I just packed very little. I packed a change of clothes for each of us. Uh, grabbed a few things that were important to the boys that were out in their rooms, you know, Bible, pocket knife. Um, I got sleeping bags. Um, the boys totally made fun of me later because, <laughs> I, you know, you don't really think clearly when you're in a van. I, I grabbed a trash bag, a kitchen trash bag, and started throwing, like, food in yeah. it. I couldn't figure out what to carry sure. it in, so I was like, right. I threw it a, a loaf of bread, peanut butter and jelly, <laughs> crackers, um, I, you know, some granola bars. I filled up three of their big soccer water yeah. jugs with water and threw those in the back of the car. And then this is kind of fast-forwarding, but when we did end up meeting up with them, I opened my trunk and was like, you guys, I didn't have time to pack much, yeah. but here's what I got. And one of my boys has a very dry sense of humor, and he said, Mom, did you think we were going camping? <laughs> Sleeping bags, pillows, peanut butter jelly? And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. That's so, pretty good survival technique well, right there. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I did grab, we had kind of a go box of emergency documents, like okay. all of our most, you know, birth certificates, sure, sure. passports, insurance information. We'd already had that prepared in the safe. Thankfully, okay. someone had advised us of that. Grab my computer, but really just very basic things. Right. So then... I'll let you tell from there. You were on your way up the hill and got home. What are you seeing, Don? As you're coming up the hill, what what is that? What was that perspective like coming up? She's right there, kind of in pitch black, trying to get ready. What are you seeing as you're coming up? Well, as you approach, you're obviously seeing emergency vehicles heading up, and you're thinking, okay, they're going to put fires out and this yeah. sort of thing. And we found out that the fire was so substantial that there was pretty much zero or very little efforts by the by the uh, first responders to to get the fire put out, it was, I think it was something like, eighty football fields a minute. Wow! That it was that, that it was moving. advancing yeah. and covering and the burning. The wind, it was just the perfect, perfect seventy mile an hour winds in that canyon. It was yeah. just dry. Oh. We we're at the end of a you know several years of drought, <coughs> very dry. You know November, so right. the very end of the dry years season. of drought. We had yeah. several years of drought. Yeah, wow. everything's dry. Plus, there's all kinds of anti logging efforts that. Yes. Have have made things uh, sure. more difficult to overgrown br- brush the right. trees all of that. So I'm driving overgrown. up and I'm seeing some emergency vehicles. It's a it's a blur to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I was jamming as fast as I felt comfortable, and at that point I was seeing traffic going you know both directions. It was still relatively early in the awareness situation, and as I got closer and closer to where we were, you know, you could see just the wall of smoke and, uh, and as you got, you know, into the, the heart of it, I mean, you're literally driving into the heart of darkness and it was just, it was very, uh, foreboding and, you know, I don't know if that's the right word, but just, just deep and dark and, and heavy and, uh, spiritually heavy, physically heavy, just kind of scary, but, you know, I'm, I'm compartmentalizing and just moving forward and getting, getting to the home. Right. And we live in a place that has one way in and one way out. That's it. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, you're down. We're down on a um, in the middle, smack dab in the middle of five acres of canyon, steep canyon, thirty, forty percent grade, one skinny driveway in, and and that's the only way out unless you're running through the trees onto a neighbor's property. <laughs> 
up a you know ravine a on the other incline. side of the creek. Yeah. So is there? You, there's only one way in and out of your house or your your to get to your property. House. Yep. Is there only one way in and out of Paradise overall? Paradise or? has going downhill from Paradise and towards Chico and into the valley mm -hmm. and stuff because it's up on a hill. You know, it starts at about you know, 15, 1800 feet and then goes up in elevation from there. There's three major outlets. Okay. And they're just, you know, kind of skinny winding mountain Two roads. Lane. Two lane. Two yeah. lane. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And so, and then there's a way to go up higher into the hills and kind of go way up over the mountains through a little town called Megalia and, and a lot of that burned too. And then you could, you could pop down into another canyon that's above Chico here okay. through Forest Ranch. So, so yeah, it was, uh, it was, we didn't understand the, the complexity of right. everybody evacuating because once they started evacuating once we started driving out it was a uh, pretty pretty sketchy so back to the house situation before we get to the evacuation yeah. we were we were uh, i got to the house and it had like roof sprinklers and you know people thought ahead on this situation so i i turned on the sprinklers for the roof we had repaired those when we moved in and made sure they work and so the roof sprinklers were going and and uh I did all this stuff that they tell us to do, to leave your keys in the car so the firemen can move your cars wow. around, leave your doors unlocked, and, you know, blah, 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 you know. Wow. I even I think I even put some shovels in. You know, you're just not, you're not understanding the scope of things. There's sure. no way to understand no. it from your little point of view. Your vantage so, point, yeah. Yeah, so, so we do all that. I go and uh, grab my dad. We're getting, we're loading up, and I park the car I was driving. I grab my truck and my boat. That was already hooked up, and I said, "Well, if this stuff burns, I'm going to need my boat to go fishing." And <laughs> Priorities. Yeah, it was important to me, and and yeah. I knew I'm like, you know, if we're cut out of this place, if we're burned out, if we can't go back for whatever reason, it would be nice. Most of my fishing stuff was in there, so I grabbed that, and she drove a separate car. We threw what we could in there. We grabbed, um, we grabbed a few albums of pictures, and we're still yeah. thinking we're we're going to go sleep over at someone's house yeah. for for a week and come back, or right. a few days and come back. You're not you. I think your mind can't process that inevitable yet. No. You're just thinking, yeah. what you know, we'll be back. What yeah. are the just the next? Yeah. Was there even a hesitancy? You know, I hear that you're leaving the keys in the car and the doors unlocked. Is there part of you going, man? I hope somebody doesn't come along and take my car oh, yeah. or I'm, loot I'm my super, house. I'm super security oriented. Yeah, in my he thinks like that now. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, I'm like worried, but I'm like, well, you know, I'm more concerned that sure. you know. But they weren't, I found out they weren't fighting any fires. The only thing they could do was try and get people out alive, and even that wasn't possible 100%. So, wow, it's pretty, I think pretty something scary like story. 70, 80, 80 some people died in that wow. fire. Yeah. And some of them, um, some of them were in, uh, you know, as we, as we pulled out of our long driveway and down our little, you know, single lane, basically, mm -hmm. mountain road to get out to the main street there, um, I was there, and then my wife was right behind me. And I was giving the guy that it was stop and go traffic in front of us, mm -hmm. like just stopped and they're barely creeping. And so uh, I, a guy was going to let me in and I held up two fingers, you know, saying, Hey, there's two cars and you know, is that okay? And he, he nodded yes. And he let us both in. And so we get in and we, we creep. Yeah. We creep along the road. So you and know the a wall fire, of fire coming behind coming you. behind you. Maybe so two miles from us or something. And what, it's eighty uh, football fields oh a minute. Oh my gosh. We didn't know that at the time, but we knew it was fast. At what time are you able to get out 
on to the road. So like 9.08, you're looking I at... I think maybe 9.45. Oh, so well, it's not... No, we were around the corner at 9.45, so it had to be 9.15, okay. 9.20 You moved pretty, pretty quickly. Was it there... Did, it didn't feel quickly. Yeah, it felt I like... Remember... Did, like slow motion when you think yeah. about it? Yeah, time, well, I... time's totally warped in this yeah. situation. I think in my head, I thought Don was going to come home, we're going to grab his dad, get in the car and go. And in his mind, there were some things he wanted to do first. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, you know, we didn't realize how close the fire was, but I, I had friends calling me repeatedly, why are you not in the car? Go now. Leave your husband if he's not willing oh to leave. I said, I'm not going without Don. Get out now. This are you is serious? Like, Because they could see what you couldn't, right? and they, they could, saw how bad it was. Yeah, we they couldn't get it. as good a reception, and they're seeing stuff from down the hill. They're and watching the news. And, wow. and I go to grab my dad, Oh gosh. and I open, I'm like, Dad, are you ready to go? And he's in the bathroom. I open the door, and he's, he's standing there. He just got out of the shower naked. Oh, no. And he's, <laughs> no. he's 70-something at the time with Parkinson's and very, very oh. slow moving. And so you can imagine my... Yeah. Alarm. It's like the last thing I was going to grab. Yeah. I was getting everything gathered up. I grabbed one guitar. I mean, I had a room full of my son and I both played amplifiers and guitars and custom this and that. And I said, well, if stuff really does burn, I'm going to grab the one guitar that we both can play and use. Sure. And so I grabbed my Martin and that's, uh, you know, that's the crazy thing is there, there was stuff that we wish we would have grabbed, mm-hmm. you know, heirlooms that are hundreds of years old and yeah. Lisa's grandmother's uh, brushes and combs from, oh. from made out of silver and, you know, that were, I don't know how old they were, but yeah. a guitar that I, you know, you probably remember it from I, being a young, yeah. a young girl and, yeah. and seeing this one Epiphone cheap guitar that was worth maybe a hundred dollars, wow. but to me, I had was significant. I had gotten carpal tunnel learning how to play on that thing. You know, wow. it's like it. You know, it's sit laying in my living room. I, I didn't know it was the last time I was going to see that house mm-hmm. or that guitar that that I wore out. You know, that just stuff. I wish I would have thrown in there. Just yeah. if I had an extra two minutes, I would have grabbed a few more sentimental things. But we didn't. We didn't realize. You know. Yeah. And and so, it's interesting. People ask me if I had to. You know, there have been unfortunately wildfires since then. If you had to do it again, what would you have taken? And I always say, I would have taken less and gotten out sooner. Wow. That was way too close. Wow. Way too close for me. Those things, yes, I, you know, there were some valuable items and um, heirlooms and things, but none of that is mm-hmm. worth risking our lives. Right. I wow. just, you know. And yet in that situation, again, like you, very little cell phone reception. Uh, there's no other way to get warnings reports or... Um, we don't even have, like, siren warnings. I mean, some towns yeah. might, but, like, the mid Midwest, they've got... Right, for tornadoes yeah, and things. Yeah, I mean, it's just so... They had an evacuation procedure, and we had all signed up for it. And But the problem was cell towers were burning down. And, right. And, and there was 30,000 people trying to access and download information at the same time. Oh, my God. And, and to so go you, down three roads at the same time. Oh, my God. Yeah. And could... Were all three roads accessible, or had mm-hmm. the fire blocked any no, of the roads? They, at that point, they were all, the, the, the parts going out were accessible in the beginning, and I don't know how that progressed throughout the day. Yeah. But yeah, pretty soon both, you couldn't drive in, pretty soon there was, both sides were down, downhill just, traffic. Yeah. yeah, just to get people out. Yeah. So, so you got your dad in the car somehow. We started driving out, and with well, the point I was going to make earlier was we got, we got, thank you for bringing me back, the... Uh, the guy let us both in, and just a mile up the road, all of these tributaries of little in mountain roads were feeding onto this main road. Yeah. And just just a few roads up, uh, pe- that's where a whole row of people died in their cars. Oh, my god! Because they couldn't get out, and the fire overtook them. I mean, I'm talking within, with 
probably blocks. maybe two. less than a mile. So yeah. within two blocks and the closeness of, and I don't mean to harp on this, but you being able to get in and other cars behind you yeah. couldn't not. get in. Yeah, so yeah. Somebody's, somebody's, you know, two of those people or one or two of those people yeah. probably would have lived if we had not wow. asked to get in and been let in like wow. that, you know, so it's a pretty heavy... And you can't, you can't know, or you can't, you can't look back, and you, you can't, can't carry that guilt. No. But it is, it is I mean, hard that, that it somebody was that else. Close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was that close. Yeah. And so yeah, had we had we uh, thought ahead, had she just left, and I said, yeah, you're down the hill, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. And we just stayed out of there. Then maybe that wouldn't have happened to those people. So yeah, we do feel responsibility, though we know nobody would blame us. No, no, I know, and we know that. But yeah. it's a hard thing. Yeah, it so it really is. So we were creeping down the hill at you know just like you're stuck on the freeway in southern california yeah. and it's one car at a time a little bit here and there and then it Full moves traffic. and it moves 50 feet and then it stops forever it's just crazy How? and there, we see fires on the left side of us head creeping up the valley towards our house and i mean they're not right next to us but they're close enough that we're going we need to get moving this yeah. is this how, could be a problem how long did it take you to get down we were trying to remember this morning i i think it took us at least five hours to get to Chico, oh which would gosh. normally be a 30-minute ride. So essentially, potentially, five hours off the, took you to get off the mountain. Well, it was more like, <coughs> I'd say maybe an hour to get off the mountain, okay. but then they were routing every... It might every... Have been longer than that. I, I would say... Maybe a couple hours. Maybe a couple hours. I don't know, but it's, to get to the bottom, so it weird. took yeah. forever to get to the bottom of the hill. But which is normally a, normally it's a five five ten minute drive. It was wow. it seemed like hours. You know, yeah. It was and then they and routed everybody out of Chico. You could not take the ninety nine north going back into Chico. So we you know went with the route, and then as soon as we could, I was following Don, and he was trying desperately to get us back into, into Chico, Chico, where your boys were. Well, they were at school. They were at, a, at the high school. But our plan had always been, if there was an emergency, that w- our meeting point would be our shop. Sure. Um, just a familiar place you know we could stay there if we needed to uh but the shop is at the very bottom of the one of the roads leading to paradise and we didn't know until you know five hours later after desperately trying that we were not allowed to get to the shop they had that completely quarantined off i mean you know blocked off so that you couldn't um get in but thankfully um a friend whose grandkids also went to our boys high school Mm -hmm. texted me at one point and said school no school today (laughs) i'm picking the kids up Mm -hmm. i'm picking your three boys up i'm picking my two grandsons up and i'm taking them to our house and they live about 15 minutes outside of chico in the in towards the west away from the fire so there there was a sense of relief there it sounds like that your boys were going to be okay they were taken care of yeah so on that mountain as you're creeping along are you seeing and feeling the fire come closer at the beginning, yeah. I mean, I could... At the beginning, we look to the left. Yeah. As, as we come around out on that street, the guy lets us in. We go about a quarter mile. Wow. Lisa's showing Sandy Joey uh, a, video. a video of us driving. Yeah, I mean, now. it's right... The fire is right And our, our house is that direction. And uh, So we come the... around, you know, make a couple left-hand turns, and, and we're going around that canyon that our house sits in. So now we're dra- traveling back down the hill with the house on our left, you know, where we can't see it, but we're driving as soon as it opens up and we can look into that valley right below our house within a quarter mile. There's four fires right below our house there. Did you, when you saw that, did you 
did you know? It, it got more real, but around that same time, something else started to happen that made it begin to sink in. I won't say it sunk in until probably, you know, maybe a day or two later. But I'm following Don. He's in the truck in front of me, and we had an alarm system on our home. And at the same time, we started getting these... Like a burglar alarm. Right. Uh, we started getting these notifications um, just a few at a time, and then more and more glass break, rec room door, glass break, rec room window. Oh, my god! Glass break. And Motion sensors mo and glass break. And, oh, my god! You know, saying... And it was a glass... I don't know if it was glass break as much as... At first, I saw motion down below our house on the creek side of our house mm -hmm. where we had some quads and some mm -hmm. equipment stored and I'm like oh there's some looters in there I'm gonna have that's to that's what we thought at first I'm gonna have to go into our house. whip somebody or whatever <laughs> and then uh, then then there's yeah because we left everything open and keys yeah. And, yeah. and so I'm always thinking security sure. right and not always safety like I should and so um, then then the starting on that corner of the house the sensor started going off one at a time I'm like people's running through our house or it's on fire and that's the only two things I could think of so there were definitely glass break, yeah. and that's when I was like, oh, wow, it's, mm -hmm. and we're just on, you know, that video I just showed you, we're just on the other side of, of a little gully that leads As to As the crow house. flies, it's, it's maybe, maybe 600 yards, 500 yards or something. Oh. But, you know, we had but, to go around. Yeah, but we're, it's over, over right. a little hill and through, over the river and through the woods, literally, <laughs> and so, is. but we're like, as the crow flies, you you know, our house it's close. is right there, and we see flames, and we're getting alarm notifications, and I, I think that's when Don and I were like, "Oh wow, I, this is really yeah. happening." Your heart starts to sink, and and you start immediately planning out, like, you know, you got your emergency mode of your mind that's going planning out the future, and some people in this situation were so aware and so smart that they were calling their realtors on the way down the hill and oh had purchased gosh. houses, knowing. So how this was going to affect our mm -hmm. our Housing area, they, and it, they bought houses on their in way the down, car on, the way on their way evacuating. Buy a house, get me a three-two, get me a whatever. Don't care what it looks like, where it is. Purchase it, put an offer in now. If thirty thousand people are displaced, housing is going to be a problem, and it was. And so, in thirty days, the housing market—I think it was considered the fastest-growing housing market in the nation for a short time—and yeah. it went up twenty-five percent in oh, thirty days. My God. Because 30,000 people come down to a town below them that had 100, 70 to 100,000 in the whole area. Oh, my god! And moved in. Went up by a third. As you're going back to hearing that glass breaking, to me that would be just traumatic. Was there... What was that like? You're seeing glass breaking, glass breaking, glass... Like, what was that like? I think it's the brain is so interesting. I, you know, it's like equal equal parts. This is really happening, and the other part half of my brain saying, "Well, we have sprinklers on our roof, and there there are probably firefighters helping." And you we've know. been working hard for four years. We've we had been a, we had a yeah we had a, a log splitter. We had a, one of those professional tow behind chippers because there was so much brush and. And I, so I, we were chipping stuff, towing this thing around. We had a tractor. We were moving wood and clearing out and spending so much effort. But come to find out, that 100-foot uh, deal didn't, you know, the perimeter that was cut around it. Yeah. It All of those four years of effort of cleaning and pushing back did not make a single didn't bit of difference because 
you know, stuff is just igniting and and houses are lighting on fire. Like the car that I drove up the hill when we went and checked it later, my pappy's car, the wheels were melted and ran down the driveway oh, like liquid. And, and the hood was burnt and missing completely. Like stuff got so hot that 100 feet, I mean, we Lisa Lisa said that those those pieces of burning ash that were falling on our house, that was... That had to be from a mile away, mm -hmm. at least, wow. maybe two. I mean, it's creating its own weather, and yeah. it's creating its own wind, and this updraft and everything is just pushing and flying, and it's it's launching wow. stuff in front of itself and lighting fires. That's how there was four fires below our house on the opposite side of the fire. When it well, hadn't, hadn't even reached it yet, right. it was launching far, stuff Far, far away from there. Oh. And it's launching and dropping, burning pieces of ash into fields of dry brush and, and it's igniting trees and, and, and it's so our house you know i found out later from a guy that had stayed on a neighboring property that our house burned from the bottom up from the from the opposite side of the wall of fire those fires started from the opposite direction and uh because of what because had been launching uh, ahead of the yeah, fire. And yeah, we, and we were, that's the fires we saw as we made those left turns so and saw on the left side. Those are the fires that ended up taking our house, not, not the that. ones from the other side. You're seeing that and you're hearing that. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I, I still think, I mean, you know. We're in emergency mode at that point. We're in point. emergency mode. Honestly, I, I'm just grateful that we're alive. Yeah. I mean, the farther we got down the hill and out of paradise, the more I was like, okay, I think we're, Think we're gonna live. It got easier wow. to breathe. I think we're gonna live. I think we're wow. gonna live. And then, even though we knew the boys were safe, that maternal instinct kicked yeah. in, and I, my goal was just to get to yeah. my boys. And yeah. I knew they were okay. I knew we were okay. But I, it was just this focus. We mm. gotta get to the boys. Get to the boys. Get yeah. to the boys. So, uh, you know, as much as all that was um, also running through my mind, I think we had a goal, and that sure. was the main focus. Sure. So, how long was it? from the time that you got out of the driveway and around and you're looking down at your house, do you remember um, what was the length of time? Like how close what was do you think, it? John, from the time we left the house to the time we were looking at the fire below our house. It had to be within a, within a half hour, wow. within 20 minutes maybe. I don't know, it was slow moving traffic, but it was yeah. moving. And we just got around the corner by the Ace Hardware there. Yeah. And then it was, yeah, I mean it could have been 30 or 40 minutes, but like I said, the time was, your, your mind is, is so hyper-focused on thousands of other details yeah. and looking at other people's eyes and, and pain and panic. And so... What was that like as you're going down the road? And I think, Lisa, you shared yeah. one story of a guy walking yeah, back an, up. an older gentleman. So we had just turned off, not our little cul-de-sac, but the road that led onto the main road. And we're just creeping. I mean, just creeping, creeping, creeping. Dawn's in front of me. I, the whole time I just was praying so hard, Lord, please keep us together, keep us together, keep us together. And God was so gracious. We stayed together the entire time. Um, but a gentleman with one of those carts on, not like a shopping cart, but one of those carts mm -hmm. with a you little... With, like hold like a, it's like a square where you yeah, can put exactly. stuff in. Yeah, exactly. He was walking the opposite direction towards the fire, past all of our cars. And... I kept seeing people stop, you know, roll down their windows and talk to him, and I'm sure trying to convince him to get in the car. Yeah. He's going the opposite direction. I don't yeah. know why he was. I don't. I don't. Well, think I mean, you you could imagine if your children were on the other direction, you, or your pets, you, or your pets, some, yeah. somebody or something that you love, 
And uh, if they were your kids, you would have been walking that direction yeah. too, right? I mean, you would have done whatever it took. So he, he, you know, kept getting, stop, you know, please get in the car, please get in the car. And he kept, he was getting more and more angry. And I saw Don also roll down his window and talk to him and him get angry. And so I rolled down my window and he immediately said, I'm not getting in the car. And I said, oh, sir, I was just going to offer you a mask because mm -hmm. we had N95 masks yeah. and we were wearing them. It was yeah. so bad. The, the smoke was so thick. I mean, burned your eyes. You could oh taste it, you know, smell it. And he just looked at me and said, oh, thank you. And I will take a mask. And he, he took it and put it on. So You can imagine, like I had, I had just painted my, we had this huge deck on this house we were fixing up. And I think it took uh, 60 gallons of paint to paint the deck, two <laughs> coats, top and bottom, because it was a huge Oh my deck. gosh. It was very dry rotted and stuff. And so, you know, you, there's 60 gallons right there just on that one deck. And plus I had 10 five-gallon buckets full of paint in my garage. And so just that right there burning, you can imagine right. the, what, what it's doing the, to the air, how caustic it is, Absolutely. and all of the, the Drano and all of the oh. engine oil and the propane cleaning supplies. Tanks exploding. Oh, my God. I remember Pro asking Don when he first crazy, got home, yeah. is somebody bombing us? <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah. I kept hearing explosions. I thought, oh, my gosh, maybe this isn't a fire. Maybe this is a terrorist attack. <laughs> Don, is somebody bombing us? And he looked at me so confused and was like, no, those are propane tanks exploding. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. But all of wow. that in the air. I mean, just every so every fiber of everything that could melt or burn. Was, was burning. Yeah, in the air. Wow. So, yeah. So eventually we tried to get to Chico. Um, we realized when we were maybe two or three blocks from the shop that that was not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Gave up on that um, and then decided to turn around and head back in the opposite direction out to Hamilton City. And, um, and yeah, we, were, we were banging against every roadblock or every piece of traffic or whatever, oh, trying to find our way through to, you know, to get to where we needed to go. And it was... It was it was really difficult to not be able and frustrating to not, you know, I'm, I'm in a four wheel drive and, and I'm ready to start ramming people <laughs> with my boat behind me. But I know she's, you know, she's not in any condition or, you know, not made up of the same <laughs> desire to, uh, to be stupid like that. And so, but I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm going to start, you know, driving down the side of the road to get to where I need to go. So your, your mind is in this right. hyper, Gotta um, get out. Purpose-driven yeah. focus, and, yeah. and it's it's tricky, you know, to to be in that, and I'll still wanting to be respectful of the other drivers sure. and people, and and so trying to balance all that. So thinking about time and well, especially very you, difficult to measure time in that situation. Don, you are a doer, and so I I I can imagine you sitting in that car just wanting to. That would be very hard to yes. just sit and creep and not be able to do right. anything. Not right? be able to figure it out, right? No. Are you seeing, so you're seeing the fire, you're hearing the noises. Are you seeing anything else? Are you seeing anything on fire at that point? Or are you enough away from it? I know you saw it later, but at that point, no burned out cars, no no houses on fire or anything No, like we're, on the, we're on the... Technically, on the safe side of the fire, okay. by very little. But the only, right. the only. I mean, we saw glow and darkness and right. glow and an impending wall of fire right. coming our direction. We didn't see the big wall of fire, but we could see the glow from it. Right. But when we made those turns and started, 
you know, making, right. you know, we got out just in time because right. when we went around those corners and saw those four fires in the fields below yeah. our house, there would have been no containing those. No, absolutely. You know, may, maybe if all of the efforts were focused on that, on that, that just that on little that section. Canyon, yeah, yeah. But, but that's, I mean, that's, you got to imagine that's happening everywhere. Wow. Those four fires that are below my house are happening everywhere. Wow. Because there's, you know, if you're talking, you know, 80 football fields of fire being, you know, of wall being, you know, overtaking mm. the town in a minute. I mean, all along that front, there are these, these fire bombs, you know, these ashes on fire being thrown in front of it and floating in the air. They're light enough that they can float and they land and start catching things on fire. Yeah. It's just this, this uh, self-perpetuating firestorm. It's getting, and it's burning worse and worse and getting wider and wider. So, yeah, we didn't see any cars on fire. We saw all of the effects yes. as we drove back in. Yeah. I was able to sneak back in. Uh, that was a Thursday. And uh, we evacuated, stayed at a friend's for the weekend. And I was able, and I spent the whole weekend trying to get back up to the property because there was there was some fire safes we needed to get into and some stuff we needed to check out. And we still didn't know until I think it was Saturday that our stuff had burned because a, a friend who was a first responder happened to, be able to snap there. some pictures yeah, for us and walk down the driveway and, yeah so we got a few weird through the trees pictures and could barely make out mm -hmm. fuzzy you know the fire safe was still standing in the garage and we had no idea so i'm banging my head against the wall all weekend mm -hmm. driving around the entire county trying to sneak in i need to get up there and take a look it's like let me let me risk my own life it's right. like this is not your life to you know right. but i understand both sides of that and uh and so we made it in on a Monday, my darkness of morning, and snuck in behind the line. I had a way to get in, and we drove up there and, and cracked the safe open and grabbed the, the things. And actually, the the brand of safe that we used was American Security, the BF series. And, you know, most of the safes I heard about were completely burned up. Wow. And, uh, and they our, burned, and the contents... And, and yeah, holes burnt in the side of them, the contents torched. But in our case, we had we had whatever was inside, and even paper and documents and, and a little bit of cash that we had in there was, was not burned. It was smoked. That's incredible. Yeah, it was crazy. And uh, and so we got that's in a, there with... That's a, a promo right there for right. that safe. <laughs> a lot of people have asked us since then, what brands are there? <laughs> there was actually an article that... You know, anonymously, you know, was written through a magazine that I didn't want my name in it or anything. But the guy did an expose on that safe really? series because of, you know, I, I spent some time with this a friend, a guy that I know that's a reporter, yeah. and uh, and so he did this article, and uh, it was amazing that we opened those safes and like, the guy who sold me the safes, you know, who had owned a safe company years before. He opened them up for me because you have to be very talented to get into a safe after it's burned, after it's and burned it's because all the stuff's gone and so you have to cut into it in certain areas and you have to be very careful. Oh wow! So he opened them up and he goes, he goes, man, I can't believe this. This is the best result I've ever seen in my life. And so we were very fortunate. But that American Security, mm. their high end stuff is expensive. If you got something to protect, it really worked out in this case that yeah. that my uh, father, Pappy, had ended up buying a nice safe and. It worked, but wow. how you mount it, all that stuff is important. So, so after you got down from from the the mountain, five hours, you drove out to to Hamilton City, Hamilton City mm -hmm. to see your boys. What was that like? Um, such a relief. 
I just, such a relief. <laughs> I can't even put it into words just to, to be all together. Um, and that became um, just like the, like the root of what I, I, you know, needed in those coming days. I just needed to be all together. Stay tuned for part two of Dawn and Lisa's story as they survived the Paradise Fire, the Camp Fire in 2018, and as we discuss how they were able to rebuild their lives, their family, their marriage, and have come through it in such an amazing way. Coming next week. <laughs>